What's going on, Strange Range fam? I got some very exciting news for you. American Axe in Kalispell, Montana, which is the axe house that our very own professional axe thrower Colton throws for, is having a Haunted Hatchets event this Saturday, October 29th, starting at 9 in the morning. We've got several events for you. $10 for general admission will get you in there, throwing some axes around, as well as a raffle ticket. If you're feeling a little froggy, we got two different tournaments for you. A rookie tournament with an entry fee of $30 and a payout of $250 for first place, $100 for second place, and $50 for third. The pro tournament is an entry of $75 and a payout of $500. 250 and $100 respectively. They have a costume contest as well with a prize of $100 cash money awarded to the best costume of the day. We're also going to have rescue dogs, mad Cajun smokehouse, and back porch coffee serving up some foods and drinks for you. Come check out the venue, learn how to throw, win cool prizes, bring the family. This is a family friendly event. It's going to be a good time. You guys are in the area. This is at American Axe, which is 403 2nd Avenue West in Kalispell. Again, that's American Axe, 403 2nd Avenue West in Kalispell, Montana. We hope to see you there. It's going to be a great time. Dick, 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 Cox. Yeah. Phallus butthole plugging <laughs> instruments. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. All right. Eight, three, two, one. Welcome back to Strange Range. It is a beautiful mid-October day in sunny Montana. Winter is coming. That yeah. snow line's coming down the mountain, dude. Bud. I'm so I, I literally woke up in a great mood today, and it just happened. I look out the window, and like Columbia and tea kettle right there from my front porch, and you see the snow line, and it's just like it has begun. Like winter is coming, and I'm like super happy because we get we get stuck in these middle seasons for a while, where mm-hmm. it's like. Montana does this two step forward, one step back thing, where it like lets you know what's coming and what you're what you're losing. Mm-hmm. And so it's like out of nowhere you'll have like like two cold days and then you get a couple warm ones. But it doesn't get above that level on the warm ones again. Yeah. And it does it again and again. So you're like, you know, shit or get off the pot. Let me get some snow or give me some more sunlight. And then yeah, I finally seen it today and like I go to the store, everybody's got beanies on already, everybody's in like slippers and sweats, and then no one gives a shit about what each other looks like and like the best. Oh, I love the this time best. of year. Yeah, it, it, it drives me nuts when people are like, "We live in Montana, like, like it snows a lot," and I'm like, "Yeah," and it keeps people away, and we have our little fucking community here, surrounded by mountains, and like, uh, yeah, they think we're all dying up here in the snow, and we're just comfy. Love it, love it, fucking love it. Yep. No, it's and we had a bunch of rain this year too, so I'm, mm-hmm. I think we're gonna get just hammered with snow, and I couldn't be more excited about it. I think we're gonna have yeah, a long yeah. winter. It's it's uh man, I mean, when we were driving here, going down the highway, the this the uh, the snow or the the fucking Ski hill, the, all the, runs. you know, the there things, we go. all the runs. runs, the runs are white. All the lines are white. Uh-huh. All the lines are white. Yeah, there's white lines everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of which, to celebrate, uh, I got a beer for just that occasion. Uh, shout out to Big Sky Brewing again. We're drinking a lot of your beer on this mm. podcast, but uh, Powderhound Winter IBA IPA IBA from uh, Big Sky Brewing in Montana. Hell yeah! Boom. And yep. uh, I'm also drinking a seasonal beer. Um, it's a uh, a beer for uh, every season. Pabst Blue Ribbon. Doubling up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> America's really apple it's pie. A, it's a versatile motherfucker. You America's know? domestic violence. Mm. Pabst Blue Ribbon. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Gets oh. me going. I got a... Uh, Milwaukee? Aliens. Fucking aliens on the can. Fucking Everything. strange as shit. Everything. Look at that. Yep. Look at that. Dude, if we could get a PBR sponsor, I'd lose my mind. I could die happy. That's all I need, really. Yeah, honestly. I would, I would get a PBR neck tattoo if they gave me a sponsorship. Ooh. 
Fuck it, I said it. I said it. I said it. I'm in. Oh, dude, I can think of some trash. <laughs> dude, uh, I've actually had two ideas. I think I've mentioned it before. Two ideas for different PBR tattoos. Because, like, I'm a big fan of PBR. I survived, like, the hipster wave of mm. when, like, PBR costs, like, three dollars a tall can yeah. it's like what's going on mm-hmm. but uh yeah we knew it was coming back yeah yeah the white <laughs> trash are taking it back uh one of them as soon as gr- these assholes get tired of cleaning their fucking mason jars and we'll get that <sighs> shit back i know right <laughs> uh but no as a girl i know actually has this one and it's a uh, smash juice box okay and then it has the pbr logo on it that's pretty sick but the one i want to get is a tall can uh in a paper bag where you can just see at the top of the can and at the top of the pbr yeah. logo and i want to say tall boys don't cry Nice. Yeah, I've been wanting That's that nice. one for a long time. I just got to find the spot. That's nice. I, I, like gotta, I can't have too many, you know, beer tattoos. I've got a broken bottle. I've got a couple different. I've got 40 ounces of freedom down my side, but like I need that PBR tat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sponsorship would help. We got to go get some strange tats too. I'm, it's, it's at this point. I'm down. I'm in. It's yeah. winter time. Yep. I'm not going to be in the water for a while. Let's fucking go make it happen. Yep. We didn't get our fly tattoos this year, too. No, we got time for that, too, though. I got a spot, man. I got this weird spot on my wrist to fill. I couldn't push this tattoo down any farther, oh, yeah, so I need something there. Hell, yeah. Not sure what. It's a butthole. Big old butthole. Shit. Oh, God damn it. I got to get a butthole tattoo. Shit. <laughs> Not a tattoo on your butthole, but maybe. I'm but- open I'm open to buttholes. I'm not the biggest butthole fan, but I'm, I'm open to buttholes. I, I, guess that's, I, I like you know, them. Yeah. I'm on a fresh stance on buttholes. Oh, I enjoy, I enjoy them. Yeah, you, you, know. you for it? Yeah, for okay. it. Okay, all right. I'm just standing back and watching. <laughs> okay, all right. I'll take that. That's good. I'll hold your hand. <laughs> <laughs> Me and uh, big guy went on uh, a went on a date to uh, Sweeney Todd stage production. How'd that and, go, uh, dude? It was awesome. It was killer. It was awesome. Nice, dude. It was almost three hours long. Yeah, it was long as shit. Uh, really fucking good though. There was, I mean, that was a technical play. Like, yeah, was a lot going on. The set was cool as shit. But yeah, no, that was that was really fucking cool. It was a straight musical, and the fill-in that they had was pretty spectacular mm-hmm. too. All the yeah, Serena Hart, shout out Serena, um, plays with uh, Sapphire Shakedown, and I think she's in Honey Bandit. I think she plays drums for or for Honey Bandit. Yeah, no, Honey Bandit has two girls, and it's a singer and a bass player. Maybe it's the bass player. Is she? Oh, goth looking kind of. Maybe not. Maybe she's not in the band. She's definitely in Sapphire Shakedown though, and she's okay. really good. That's a really cool name. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, so she she was playing drums and like the, all the percussiony stuff, and then yeah, like the live you, you had to have a live music accompaniment with that show because it was it just it had to be, but it was cool as shit. I'm really into going to plays. I'm I'm cultured. <laughs> I'm cultured. <laughs> the now. stage setup too and uh, the lighting, uh, how it really reflected off of some of the stage. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. Too. Yeah, yeah, because it was. I'll sh- I'll show you pictures of the of the the set, but it was all like bare bones, like framed. <sighs> walls and i don't know it was, it was really fucking cool really Hell fucking yeah. cool they had like the trap door for, for oh, the chair and shit yeah. oh yeah, yeah. and okay. like, every dude that went through that hole just smashed his face off the ground <laughs> i was gonna was wonder awesome. yeah i was gonna <laughs> i mean you, know, you could hear it too it was loud as shit just wham <laughs> that, that dedication though man yeah. you have to have that yeah. shit that's yeah. awesome yeah super fucking good the guy that played sweeney todd just had this fucking gnarly oh, thousand man. yard stare Dude. And we were front and center of him, like at eye level. So yeah. right in the middle, yeah, right in the middle, three rows up. So he was just staring directly into our souls the whole time. Dude, he was I just realizing like, shit. Slowly been sitting there, just like <laughs> trying to get his that's, attention. That's what he said. So exactly what he said when we got home. Yes, dude. <laughs> I'd, I'd find a way to like put my balls above my belt buckle and shit. And be like, <laughs> hey, Sweeney, what time is it? <laughs> you want to see my Todd, Sweeney? Uh, that's rad, though. Call dude. that the Todd. Mm-hmm. And the chick that played. 
Uh, Mrs. Lovett did a spectacular yeah, job. Yeah, she was too. really good. Was, Fuck yeah. She had dude. a really good way of like um, bringing comedy into it too. Mm-hmm. Like made made a lot of those lines that were like dark lines, really funny. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, that was, that was good shit. Yeah, right White, Whitefish Theater Company kind of kills it. I've, I've gone to two of their productions so far. That's all, but um, we did uh, Murder on the Orient Express last year. And that was super cool. It was like, mm-hmm. well, it was this this past spring. I was gonna say, I thought it was this year. Yeah, it was this past spring. It was it was the last season of their productions. Oh, gotcha. You know? um, I think they've only done one so far this season, but it's good shit. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's fucking cool, yeah. man. I haven't been to a play in a long time. I'm uh, there's I'm, I'm a weird guy, and certain things get under my skin. And musicals are really hard for me. <clears throat> Take that one. And uh, I saw. When I was in college, like I got extra credit to like show up to uh, one of the plays they were doing there. I think it was uh, Chicago, and I just I literally just sat there like twenty minutes and I pulled a flask out. I'm just like, all right, I gotta make it through this shit. Uh, I think that's I, acceptable. I, I, I flasks are classy. I respect what it takes to get up there. Yeah, but it's just uh, it's just hard for me to watch people sing live like that for a while. Which, I, like I said, I have all the respect for it. It takes balls. It's just musicals aren't necessarily my thing. I think that's why I I, I kind of. I'm inclined to agree with you on that on in most productions, but like Sweeney Todd specifically, it's a dark mm-hmm. musical. Like there's just there's something else to it. Yeah, like the vibe was cool and like well, creepy and Murder on the Orient Express. I also I thought about like saying like, hey, is there an, is there more tickets available? Because I, I thought about doing that one mm-hmm. as well. I like that story. Big Agatha Christie fan, so that was cool mm-hmm. shit. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about uh, the new Beetlejuice? Uh, I hope it's great. We just we actually just watched that for the first time the the first one mm-hmm. um, with River a couple days ago. And he loved it, so I hope it's fantastic. But. Johnny Depp's playing Beetlejuice. Really? And yeah. I getting Keaton back today? I, to, I don't know. I don't know. But I just saw a, a new poster today, and it said Beetlejuice two, and had Johnny Depp above it with crazy hair. I mean, that's cool. But I feel like if you're gonna do it, go get Keaton. I know. You know, man, Keaton lives so in Lewistown. What? Yeah. And he just he's been there since Janice was in high school. I was just go show up at his house with beer, be like, "What's up?" <laughs> Apparently, he's cool as shit. Janice was talking about him last night. Um, or yeah, maybe maybe we watched Beetlejuice yesterday, or maybe the day before. Anyway, she was talking about how he has lived in Lewistown for a while. People just generally leave him alone. It's a small town, mm-hmm. and uh, I guess he speaks at all of their graduations. Oh fuck yeah. yeah, that's so cool. He's such a unique actor. Even looking at like uh, was it Multiplicity? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was, yeah we had all the clones and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what? I, I have all the respect for him because like he's a guy that's not traditionally good looking. That has been in a bunch of amazing movies. Yeah, amazing movies. Even um, I thought he was great as the Falcon and Spider Man. Yeah, all the way to uh, I'm trying to think of what uh, I mean. First of all, he's one of my favorite Batman's. And I don't care what people. Yeah, see, right there. So we're, uh, we're looking at it right now. I think he's yeah. So it looks like that's the new Beetlejuice right there. Interesting. And I believe the picture I saw had Johnny Depp on it. So see if you can find that. But um. Um, he he puts himself out there so far, but I think that's something that's it's really unique for the for the most part. Not saying every actor, but for the most part, when you get an actor that's not traditionally good looking, you get more acting out of them, and that they take risks a lot. There's I'm, something about him that he he's so multi dimensional. He can play completely different characters, and it's not like the the fact that the guy can play the best version of Batman and then also play Beetlejuice, which is mm-hmm. completely a different lane, like yeah. not even close to the same character. Also, it's, it's incredible. I mean, look at the McDonald's story. You watched that, right? The McDonald's story. He did. Uh, there's a there's a um, a movie that's based on the entire story of McDonald's, really? and he plays so Ronald. 
No. <laughs> I can see that. Uh, no, uh, it's actually one of my favorite uh, scenes in the last couple of years, too. It shows him. I think he's like, if I remember right, he's like a, a salesman. And he's trying his best on the road, trying to like make money. And he's not really happy with his life. He has a suburban life. And he shows up at this um, this uh, little mini restaurant called McDonald's. And it's the original one. It's owned by the guys who created it. And he comes up and he orders food. And then he's like, all right, cool. And he goes to turn around and they go, okay, sir, sir your, your food. And he goes, no, I just ordered. And they go, yeah, here's your food. And he goes, he like, picks it up. And he's like, are you, you sure? And he's like peeking over the guy's shoulder. And he's like, yes, sir. And he goes, where do I eat it? And he goes, you could eat it right here. And he goes, or you can go to your car and eat it. You could take it home. And, and he goes, and it's, it's funny because of the time period. Uh-huh. And he's like, uh, where are the plates and the silverware? And he goes, oh, no, no, you just eat it out of the bag. He goes, then what? He goes, then throw the bag throw away. Throw it away. And he sees his something snap and, and, you know, out of nowhere. And he ends up uh, like um, buying his way into it. Okay. And then he completely weasels. He, he, he even... He, even fast tracks the system more because they because the original owners of McDonald's were the first ones to come up with the fast food idea on how to get food right to you when you order it but still be fresh uh-huh. and then he ends up like weaseling them out of it and completely pushes them out and then he's the one that uh, creates all the different uh, <laughs> franchisees and all that shit and it gets I think at one point there's a, where he's like in a corporate office and they come in they're like what the fuck and he's like I got you I got you like get the fuck out of here Damn. Like, and it's the whole Savage. story of how that happened. And he plays the main character, the guy who does it. Wild. And it just happens to be he was this like mobile salesman that stopped in huh. and he used the mobile salesman mindset with what they had, the new thing they had created and boosted this company. Yeah, I've never heard about that. I'll send you the, uh, I'll send you the, the name of it so you can check it out. It's, it's really good. <laughs> I like it. sounds pretty cool. Yeah. But he plays that character. Yeah. Who's like, like I said, like a, a, a genuine person, but at the same time, he's like trying to find his thing in the world. Huh, that's wild. Mm-hmm. That's pretty wild. Yeah. What else did you do this weekend? What did I do this weekend? Hold on a second. We're going to have to fucking... That Johnny Depp was always spoof. Yeah. Okay. That's been in production since the release of the first one, and they've tinkered with the idea, keep tinkering with it, and hasn't happened yet. Okay. Yeah, I... Because, I mean, sure, he could probably do a really good job and i'm a big johnny depp fan um but just seems unnecessary big johnny depp tim burton fan when yeah those two work together and oh, yeah. throwing helena but depp is one of those guys that when he plays a character it's kind of always johnny depp which usually works for the characters he's playing mm-hmm. but it you know like jack sparrow is a very specific character yeah. but it's also very specific to johnny depp no one ever is gonna play that character the same way or as well mm-hmm. you know but it's still like kind of a, a a typecast situation yeah you know you want this guy that just is gonna be weird and eccentric and whatever and so like keaton i just think is he just got he's just there's more to him mm-hmm. acting wise you know yeah uh as for this weekend uh let's see got the ps5 uh i was waiting for nhl 23 to come out which last episode uh, episode me and you talked about possibly mm-hmm. getting you on there uh it's already out right so i'm like i played uh i think i looked and it only because i uh it's an ea thing if you play one version of a game and a new one comes out, EA gives you uh, like titles that the, for the fact that you've played their games before. Okay. There's a lineage with it. And I think it started at 2020, so I have, it shows that I have all the games from there, but I think I started at 17. But I found out it was already out, and I'm like, oh, let's go get it. And I'm still getting used to like the setup and the dashboard of, of the way PS5 works. It's a completely different setup. And I see it's like $99. And I'm like, shut the fuck up, $99? And then I'm getting ready to pay for it, 
And then I go to like an option. I see standard edition. I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. And it's like $69, which is now the base for PS5. So I get that. Tyler gets it. My buddy Justin gets it. We all get ready to play on Friday night. And uh, I can't play with anybody. Really? You had to pay the $100 one to play with people who are on PS4. Uh, so now I can, play with, I can play with Justin, Justin can play with Tyler, but three of us can't play. So we ended up playing on uh, on 22. But at the very end, me and Justin hopped on 23. And that's the one that has, I'll have to, I'll have to put it on so you can feel the controller. It has the haptic feedback that skates. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you pulled that up when you first got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super cool. It's it's insane the way it feels. You can feel the, the skates, uh, even like uh, hockey stopping. Yeah. I can feel it in the controller. That's super cool. So it, it was it was rad. Um, Did you verify cross, cross-platform on that one? Well, the thing is, is there's only one option when you're going, when you're searching for it. And it says PS5, PS4. It just doesn't say that you have to get this one version, the hundred dollar version. To They're play. making you pay, pay for the the crossplay. I mean, if I bought it on my PC. Oh, on your PC ver- verified? Did you? I don't know. We have to look that up. Give it a goog. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I believe so. I'm not sure about PC. What's up with that? That'd be fucking hard, dude. It's a a very flowy, fast paced game. Yeah, and I had a blast with that. And then uh, I watched the this week. I watched the bees play. What was it? it wasn't the Panthers? Who did we beat um, in shootout? Because I was texting you about it. Oh, that was Tuesday, wasn't it? I think so. Uh, Boston's playing fucking great. We're what five one now? Yeah, five and one. So we're fucking murdering it ahead of our division right now. And well, you know who scored those the the shootout goal and the overtime goal last night? Was it Debrusque? Who? Hall. Really? Yeah. He's, Fuck yeah. He's coming. Up, but he's losing power play time. Why? I don't know. Hmm. Uh, DeBrusque is stepping up, though. So He's killing it, too. His assists are fucking amazing. Super, oh, dude. In uh, in that, um, the one we beat, uh, it wasn't the center. I think it was the Panther game. It was 5-2. Uh, DeBrusque made an um, open net uh, goal from behind the uh, defensive blue line. Really? Behind the back shot. Literally touches the puck and he shoots it before he gets a chance to look over his shoulder all the way across the neutral zone, all the way across the offensive zone, open that shot. Plus another assist in that game. Like he DeBrusque is killing it. It's DeBrusque is the one whose dad was a Zamboni driver at Boston, right? Couldn't tell you. Okay, so there is I, I believe is Jake DeBrusque. Uh his dad That's pretty cool. His dad, his entire life, worked as a Zamboni driver. At TD Garden, and then he uh, used that money to send his boy, a blue-collar Boston kid, to college and get signed with Boston. First game, scores a goal, and the camera pans up to his dad, and they mention, it's like, by the way, we gave his dad the day off. And his dad's in the crowd. I mean, rough Boston blue-collar yeah. guy, crying his eyes out with his fucking hands up, and he's wearing a DeBrusque jersey. That's fucking cool dude yeah i literally it's more like the hockey is just so unique for stuff like that the mm-hmm. fact they don't get paid that much they try so fucking hard that's fucking cool it, it's the yeah i i love hockey and with the snow coming like instantly i was talking to jack i'm like you know what this means he's like what i'm like hockey season yeah and he got all amped and i'm like i'm gonna try to make a day out of it because you like uh, colton talked right. about helping me build the rink and all we're gonna do is if we can get maybe one more foot of width then i can put the uh the exterior cages on my goal and then we can actually take some hard slap shots and not worry about putting them through the fence. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. I literally just got like the last puck thrown over the fence like a month ago. <laughs> I've got like fucking 12 pucks right now just sitting. So No, that's how you know it's the, the season's starting. Yep. yep. <laughs> you just got your last puck back. I know. The neighbors are cool about it too because like they were kind of eh about it. And then like you can tell like like I've talked to them a few times. They've peeked over the fence and seen me and Jack back there. And they're like, all right, fuck it. Yeah, like, they're having cool a good time. Shit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because I've got, like, the, I've got the one neighbor over here and the elderly badass lady. Lady over there, and I tell you, uh, I don't remember talking 
like a year ago, I would say like she would sit and smoke cigarettes with her, with her friend. Mm. I go to walk outside this summer and she goes, hey, 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 uh, I got something to tell you. And I'm like, what's up? Because I would sit there and talk to her like while she smoked cigarettes. Yeah. She was the one that when I got divorced, like walked out and was like, you're on vacation? And I was like, no. And she goes, well, I haven't seen her car around. And I'm like, hey, we're splitting up. And she goes, oh, whose fault? Like puts me on the spot. And I'm like, I don't want to be that guy, but hers. And he goes, she goes, listen, honey. You did the right thing. I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, I was married for like 40 years. Come to find out for 10 years, he had a girlfriend in Big Fork. And I'm like, really? And she goes, yeah, I kicked his ass out. She's all, I'll grow old by myself instead of with a fucking cheater. Hell yeah. And I, she sort of takes a big drag off her cigarette. She's like, you did great, honey. And patted me on the back. And I'm like, that's like one of my favorite people in the neighborhood. Fucking gangster. Gangster. So she'll like, <laughs> like, oh, no. so she had called me outside. And she's like, just in case you want to know, you're my friend. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, she was really nice. She goes, yeah, she's dead. And I'm like, what? And she goes, yeah, I figured you want to see you talk to her a couple times. I figured you want to know. Yeah, just one day she was like eight pounds. And I was like, honey, you're going to die. And then she died. So, yeah. Damn. That woman's tough. Damn. But cool as shit. Cool as shit. That's that old Montana woman. Yep, 100%. Well, maybe I'll make another before I die. Fuck, man. <laughs> but yeah, and the guy next door, um, that uh, Hispanic dude, uh-huh. which I didn't even know he smokes weed and drinks beer forever, right? And then one day he comes out and saw me working on the truck, and he's got a crone in his hand. And he's like, uh, it was when they were tagging all the rigs uh-huh. for parking on the side of the road. Yeah. And uh, he's like, they tagged yours? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, did it get yours? He goes, no. And I'm like, what do you mean? He goes, I'm the only I'm the only Mexican in Montana. Tag my shit and see what happens. And literally, he like takes a swig off his Corona and he's like, "All right, buddy, have a good." And walks by me and I'm like, "That dude smells like weed." And he's like, "I go." He goes into his house and he always leaves the front door open when I'm out there so he can come out and like say what's up. And I like two minutes later, and he's just fucking slamming Coronas in the winter in Montana, dude, smoking weed, just doing his own thing. Hell yeah, yeah. It's weird now though. Even this like neighborhood has changed because like. Um, almost all the people that were here when I first moved in are gone. Yeah. And I've seen U-Hauls come in and now there's brand new people, all out of state plates. And now those plates are slowly changing. And, but yeah, I remember that period of time where you could tell all the people that were moving in because they either had paper plates or their, their old mm-hmm. plates still. And now it's like, you can tell for different reasons. <laughs> uh, do they drive a Jeep Gladiator? Yeah, it's a bunch um, of new vehicles that they don't know how to... Oh, watching people park is hilarious these mm-hmm. days. It's like, oh, you got yourself a new truck that you yep. can't fucking drive. Oh, the worst is uh, <laughs> is the uh, the brand new Dooleys yeah. that are mm-hmm. driven by like young chads. And I'm yeah, like, you're, for no reason. you're not towing shit. Never you're like, pulled wow. nothing in it. Uh, $100,000 fucking trucks. Mm-hmm. I see them everywhere now. And then um, every vehicle has a rack in the back with uh extra fuel tanks mm-hmm. and those those plastic things you like you can put under your tire yeah everybody oh and snorkels me and tyler laugh about this one the most it's like nobody who's not getting paid to drive a rig has a fucking snorkel for a good reason yeah where are you going yeah unless it's on like a certified off-roading vehicle which they're not they're on yeah. on fucking road queens exactly because if you if you are literally using a rig that has a snorkel for that reason mm-hmm. you're fucking trailering your shit mm-hmm. and then plus like everywhere i could think of where you could actually cross and use a snorkel you're not driving to that point yeah how are you getting your rig to the point where you can cr- i mean like you're gonna cross the flathead mm-hmm. you're out of your fucking <laughs> mind also you're gonna get your ass chewed <laughs> give you dr- fucking rocks thrown at you and shit <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The, the paper plates was a big thing for a while, and now it's just to me, it's just like almost like brand new rigs. Yeah, or it's like stereotypical. Like you can see, like this, this is a Montana rig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can oh. see, you can tell. Although I will say, uh, the parking thing, I don't know what it is about driving this new truck. It's hard to park. Yeah. It's not big, and the blazer is way bigger. Just I can long. Pull- 
It's not even that long. It's a, it's it's a short wide bed. Yeah, it's longer than your blazer though. Oh, man, by like a foot though. No, it's and you're not, not. You know, and you're a Californian. I lived there. I'm I'm from Oregon. I'm from Southern Oregon. But uh, we can no. switch trucks to make it easier. No, <laughs> no. I do dig this thing. No, it's weird. Uh, I don't know if it's um the fact that I'm I've always like uh, pulled into parking spots the way my dad taught me. Use your hood lines to line shit up, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't know if these are different. But every time like good parking spot, like good parking job, I hop out and my truck's just a little more crooked than I think. It's just like I have to get used to this weird like optical illusion of the way this thing lines yeah. up. The blazer is all straight body lines, right? And I've I've never had a problem with putting that one in but now i dig it i just gotta see how it does in the snow it should be fine it's just a little light yeah mm-hmm. i'll just get sandbags something like that yeah sandbags are the way to go mm-hmm. my neighbor well my at work my neighbor has a concrete slab that he put just oh there you go that's there perfect and takes it out in the spring mm-hmm. yeah there's a couple uh broken broken parking blocks out in front of the apartment you can throw one of those in the back of your there truck. you go <laughs> shoot yeah oh hey a bad idea. speaking of rigs uh Chase is working on his rig. We're like talking a little bit, and he sends me like sends me a picture, and it's just a fucking like action shot of like of like his engine. Three beers and he's like, on top of the fucking three beers box. on it. And he's like, oh man, and I'm like, what the fuck am I looking at? Hours later, he's like, oh shit, like, and then he sends me a picture of uh, of sheared bolts, and I'm like, oh yeah, no. dude, oh my god. So the, I mean, what should have been the most simple maintenance possible? I, my thermostat went out. That's it. Usually a ten minute fix. Mm-hmm. It's in a really stupid fucking spot. I don't know if you can really tell from the picture, but I'm going to pull it off, and both of the heads sheared off the bolts. Oh fuck! And so and and they sheared off flush with the block. So it's like, okay, this is something I dealt with for a little while, and surprisingly, I was able to get ahead of it a little bit on certain things. With, with this rig, it's telling you right now how how long those have been sitting there. Right, yeah. you have to soak everything with PB Blaster before. Like, if you're gonna work like uh, something on each side of your rig, soak one side, prep the other one, and then go back to that. You got to start doing that because I ran into that same problem. And PB Blaster is the best thing I've ever used. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible. You just start eat. soaking shit. Yeah. Well, fuck, it's a bummer. It's mm-hmm. a bummer because I'm still not done with that because I I I got the extractors and like tried to pull them and then I think the the drill bit that I needed to use to bore it out first snapped on me, so I used one that was a little <sighs> bit bigger, and I thought I could get in there still. And then it's just like, so now you I'm trying to drill point. it all the way out. No, I was just trying to trying to get down in there so I could get the extractor in. You know, so I wasn't mm-hmm. wasn't trying to go too far in. But now I'm at the point where I'm just gonna have to bore it out and fucking retap it. Well, so. you could go to because it's not a piece that you need to drive. You could actually literally go to a uh, mechanic and just say, I'll give you $20, weld these nuts on top of these, and then go home and unscrew them. Mm. Well, the prop, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll get yeah. into this with you yeah. later, but okay. yeah, there's, there's issues. <laughs> Should um, I like talking about? <laughs> <laughs> there's issues. But uh, yeah, it sucks. So yeah. fortunately, my boss has let me borrow the one of the company vehicles for the oh, last nice. few days. So that's been That's really not something I get at work. Fucking convenient. <laughs> yeah. So I'm driving around like a mid 2010s uh, uh uh dodge dakota that's not bad yeah no it, it's a nice little truck actually yeah. so maybe he'll just let me buy that from him <laughs> i've got a shout out to ymh i've got a fucking dental update so last time we talked my mouth was all fucked up and i was waiting to go get my I, I figured i knew i had one broken tooth and then i thought i had one of my fillings shifted uh, I thought when I went in on Tuesday, they were going to yank my teeth out and that'd be good. And I go in there and they take a bunch of x-rays and pretty much just verify what I thought. I've got one shattered wisdom tooth. 
they have to take the one underneath because if they take the top one, there's nothing pushing on it anymore and I bite mm. and the top one's just going to start going rogue or the bottom one going rogue. So they're going to yank the top one, yank the bottom one and then I was right. One of my, he was looking at my shit and I'm like, He's like, so what's up with this filling? And I went to go like, well, I was in the military. And he's like, well, I know that. And I'm like, how do you know that? And he's like, your mouth looks like shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, he goes, uh, no, he literally goes, the government's the only people that drill way too big of a hole and put solid metal fillings in there. Gigantic solid lead in there. It's crazy. Dude, yeah. Makes sense when my hair's falling out. <laughs> only on my balls. So it's uh, convenient. Yeah. But uh, no, he was like, and they expand and break your teeth. And that's why I've had the one on my right side. They expand just because it's soft and it. I guess. Exp- huh. That's I guess. crazy. But uh yeah, so he was saying that uh, yeah they're gonna have to yard all that out and like I looked at the looked at it and it did shift and slid into another filling and mushroomed. So I have an Damn. exposed nerve. I've got a broken fucking wisdom tooth and a completed circuit. And yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Damn, bud. And uh, not only that, they uh, they said uh, yeah, okay, cool. We're, like your insurance is gonna cover most of this, and that's where I was sweating, man. I'm like, I don't have a couple G's on hand. And then they finally they're like, so next Monday, and I'm like, fucking six more days. So I have to make it another six days. So tomorrow I'm going in for the first time. Like I'm pretty sure they're going to put me under. And uh, Tyler's going to have to drop me off and pick me up. And uh, yeah, I can't, I can't uh, partake in anything. So I've come up with an idea. Hypothetically, <laughs> hypothetically, I'm going to go get a chocolate edible and then melt it and then mix it with milk and drink that fucker. Why the fuck not? That's a great idea. I think I think it's a good That's idea. A great idea. Because I, 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 I'm scared to death of needles, and you wouldn't think so with piercings and tattoos. I fucking hate needles. That's a different thing. I hate that comparison because uh-huh. it's Me not too. the same. Because everybody, like, that's the first thing people point out when you say you don't like needles. But like, yeah, I don't want to dry sock it and go through a bunch of shit. So yeah. I'm trying to figure that out. And plus, like, I've been working out as much as I can because I have a couple down days and. I was able to go into jujitsu and do that, and literally, I just like I had one guy go to sink a choke on me and got it around my face, and I fucking early tapped, and he's like, "Oh, what happened?" And I'm like, "I'm just not gonna let that happen. You win." Huh. Like, and went back to training. Yeah. Like it, and then I missed that kickboxing seminar because I couldn't put a fucking mouthpiece in. Yeah, that's a bummer. It, it is what it is, man. Like that's one thing that like I'm growing, I'm I'm, I'm maturing at a later age. Finally, though, and it's like half of you'd have been like, "Fuck that! Don't be a bitch. Like, go in there and do it." And now it's like, yeah, but then I'm gonna fuck it up, and I can't train for even longer. And so <laughs> it's yeah. so weird the things that make you realize that you're growing up too. <laughs> We got home from that play last night, and Janice and I were planning to come home and have some beers together and hang out for a while. Mm-hmm. We got home. It's like 11 o'clock. We're both like, that sounds like too much work. Uh-huh. <laughs> we just went yeah. to bed. <laughs> I, uh, now i got to try and catch a buzz at 11. Fuck no. <laughs> That's something the last couple weekends. Well, don't, I'm slowly breaking this mindset because we, we work, like all of us, all three of us, work really fucking hard. And when you finally get time off, I mean, at least for us, like, it's like, like use your time as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And then like, it's like, well, I can get a buzz going. I get drunk this weekend. Like I can get all, I try, I try to maximize the time for fun. And now it's like, yeah, but when I don't do that, I feel better. And the weeks go by better. So yeah. like Saturday hit and I was like, I'm going to beat Ghost of Shima, <clears throat> fucking drink a six pack after the boy goes to sleep. And then like, by the time, like it was nighttime, I was like, fuck this you want to watch a movie and he's like yeah we want to watch my like let's watch hocus pocus he mm-hmm. hadn't seen it yet and it, I, I had more fun just laying there watching hocus pocus and going to sleep and waking up in a great mood today made breakfast fucking worked out yeah so this was a way better weekend last couple mm-hmm. i mean, didn't didn't do a whole lot went to bias uh bias just took over cowspell brewing um awesome spot yeah i really liked it we'll have to maybe maybe next weekend we can go in there together mm-hmm. i'm down yeah do they, do they have food 
Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had food at the last place. I didn't get a chance to look at the menu, but I saw some people walking out with food that I had never seen before there. Because, like, uh, they have great food. It's just not for me. It, it's it's not the menu that, like, I usually eat from. But mm-hmm. I can look through it. I've, I've had it. And it's great food. Mm-hmm. Um, but I saw a few different things. Uh, a flatbread. They came out like a flatbread pizza thing. But it was more of a flatbread... <laughs> It was more like a flatbread thing than it was a pizza, but it looked really good. I saw a few different things. And then Rem was there, and I'm like, man, I got chips and, and uh, a guac at the house. I want to make some queso, get some white queso, put some stuff in there. And he's like, well, I'll just get you some from here. And we go to walk out, and Rem just walks in the kitchen, grabs a couple of cups of like their good queso, and just throws them at me. Hell yeah. So it was dope. That's fucking sick. Yeah, I uh, I never ate anything at Bias. I've looked at their mm-hmm. menu, um, but I was there was a crazy chick that i uh was involved oh with yeah that i was always forget there. i always forget yeah so I, I just avoided the food because i didn't know when she was gonna accidentally spill a cup of bleach over the top of it or something it's, it's weird like <laughs> hearing like single chase stories like from like that era because this as long as i've met you you've been with janice yeah. so it's like well oh yeah a, you were a single guy at one time it was a short <laughs> era but i made the most of it and uh <laughs> It's yeah. crazy how quickly you can pick up a crazy, you know? Before I moved away from the town that I lived in before, like, here, uh, I couldn't get my hair cut anywhere because I had ran through so many hairstylists. <laughs> Literally, like, yeah, I, it, it, was a, it was a bitch. So that that like, is a type that fits into your subtype, so. Yeah. You know, it's funny. Uh, every once in a while, it's nurses, and then it's like, fuck, I hope I don't break an arm again. Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, would be bad. Yeah, you don't want to burn that bridge, but. <laughs> They're just pumping me full of estrogen and shit in my IV. Yeah, that'd be a bitch. Yeah, here uh, I had to give up bartenders. Definitely not banging bartenders anymore. That was a rough one. Bartenders are cool people, but this, uh, when it comes to women, at least. But there's something that happens. I'm, I'm pretty cool. You're not okay. All right, you're not bad. I'm pretty fucking cool. But uh, no, uh, with bartender girls, there's a thing that happens. How jaded they become when they've done it too long. Yeah, uh, it, it, they're they're so used to dealing with like shitty people all the time. Plus, plus, you have to be careful with the bartender because she leaves your house pissed off to go to work. All she does is get hit on 24-7 by a bunch of fucking dudes yeah. constantly running through there. And they get crazy. The other side of that, because I mean, I'm in, I'm still, I haven't bartended in, in several years at this mm-hmm. point, but I'm still in a bunch of bartending groups and shit. And I mean, I was, I was for a long time, but th- there's the ones that are actually jaded. And then there's the ones that know that it, that's the cool thing to be. And so they lean into it really hard. Yes. It, yeah. It becomes a personality too. Yeah. It's all they talk about, the hours and all and that sometimes shit. sometimes the shit that they, they bitch about is so insufferable. It's like, <laughs> come on, man. Fuck <laughs> off. Yeah. Make yeah. money and shut the fuck up. Like there is, I, I get it. I definitely, definitely get it. And I had to throw hands as a bartender way more than not. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it was, it was rough. And, and that's, that's different being a dude because people are aggressive instead of trying to just get their wiener in your cheeks. Here's yeah. another one. Here's another <laughs> one uh, about bartenders and especially in a smaller town where bartenders tend to work at different bars. Yeah. Uh, I know not to show up at a bar to hang out with my girlfriend or mm-hmm. the girl that I'm currently fucking friends with benefits with because it's yeah. not as I mean, they can get in trouble work and I don't want that shit either. But like, it's what it's one thing to show up and like blend in and drink beer and hang out where they're at. And, uh, but the moment the regulars, those fucking realized those, oh, those yeah. bar flies that are yeah. there every time they realize that they, they think they've been putting in work for mm-hmm. months on this chick and they're going to break her will and take her home. They will talk so much shit about you. I had rumors that were getting spread and like, I'm like, you know me like that's definitely like, I do some shit. That's not my type of shit. Yeah. And you find out who it is and it's just like this guy. Yeah. That guy that fucking and it's almost always a 45 year old man. Didn't have a chance anyway. Didn't have a chance. anyway. Yeah. the girl is like in her 20s usually. Yep. And then like you see him they're like hey buddy and it's like 
fuck you, dude. Like, I know what you're doing. Mm. And then the thing is, another weird one. I, I had it happen to me once. Uh, I was hanging out with an uh, old girl. I met her at a bar for like 10 minutes, right? And I, I walked in to say hi and leave and go home. And she was just starting her night with her friend. She's like, here, just come have one drink with me and then go home. I'm like, all right, cool. Me and Tyler show up. We sit down, crack that fucking PBR. Oh, that was a good one. That was cool. That was a good one, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, so I, I come in, I sit down, I say hi, and Tyler's like, I want to go smoke a cigarette. I'm like, okay, we go outside and come back in. As I'm getting ready to come back in, the bouncer stops me. Mind you, I'm sober. I just got done throwing axes. Uh, it was in Kalispell, and this was at Fat Boys. I come in, and the total time I've been on the property is about eight minutes now, maybe 10. Bartender goes, hey, uh, uh, bouncer goes, hey, buddy, listen, I'm going to let you back in, all right? Please don't fucking start a fight. Like, I don't want to deal with this tonight. And I'm like, what? And he goes, don't fight the guy who you're having a problem with. And I'm like, I'm not having a problem. Who? And he goes, the old guy that's in there. Like, don't so, fight him. And I'm like, Sounds like someone's having a problem with me. Exactly. I looked at him and I'm like, hey, buddy, I don't want to have a bad night either. I got no problem with nobody. I go in and I see this dude and the girl I went to go say hi to, she goes, what did you fucking do to that guy? And I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, as soon as you walked outside, he took your seat next to me. And by the way, 45 to 48-year-old fucking blue-collar guy. And he goes, you know that fucking dude? He's a fucking piece of shit. He's a piece of shit. You, you're, you're way too gorgeous and beautiful to be talking to that piece of shit. You should talk to this piece of so shit. So I go sit down, and <laughs> as loud as I can, I go, who, this guy? And he's just looking at me fucking solid, but you know he's not going to get up from that chair. No. No, he was talking big while you weren't in the room. Yeah, and I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, I don't fucking know this guy. Don't worry about it. And uh, he just mean-mugged me the entire Never found out who he was. And uh, yeah, apparently he just sat in his chair the rest of the entire time they were there. Never came back talk to him. Oh, dude, yeah, that's definitely a thing. Yeah, that's definitely, a thing that that, thing that happens. Yeah, I've seen. I've literally had it happen with. Um, I think it's, I can't remember. And it wasn't Jack. It was uh, which no one's gonna know. But uh, old bullet hangout. Uh, the, the guy whose wife was also there. Really long gray beard. Gordy. Long. There we go. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. That guy was pulling it with the with the redhead. Yeah. And it's like why his wife was passed out drunk. That guy can barely speak English. <laughs> and that Dude. guy's like, I got a shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Old girl was like 23. Yeah, Gordy was a fucking trip, dude. Um, this guy would, he would come in. Most of the time he was, I mean, he's a very old school blue collar Montana guy. Mm -hmm. And not very much money because he drinks it all. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he would come in and do, you know, like work around the bar for for <laughs> Budweiser cans. And, uh, oh, or he'd God. come in and pay me and change. That mm -hmm. happened a lot. Or he, he was would, there every day. Or he would just, yeah, he would just come in and hang out until someone bought him beers. Yeah. And so there was times where I'd be like, Gordy, I'll throw you a fucking beer. Take my trash out. You know, like shit, like he was my, my bar back once in a while, mm -hmm. you know, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would literally come into the bullet and after a hard day's working, I mean, I'd still be in my car hearts, my vest, you know, it's the winter and shit. I'd sit down. I'd say hi to the bar. Even when I, when she wasn't working, like that was our hangout for yeah. a bit. I'd come sit down, I'd order my two PBRs, and then I'd drive home and go finish the rest of my day. But I'd sit down, and I'd look over, and Gordy's just <laughs> just staring at me. And no joke, his wife would be next to him, face down the bar. He's got a beard up to the bottom of his eyes. Yeah, he's got, he's got, he's got cheek beard that touches his belly button. Yeah. And he'd just be staring at me. I'm like, what, Gordy? What, buddy? Like, Can you even say my name? Or am I just like, and yeah, no shit. She, he's like 89 years old, or he could be an alcoholic 48. He's, he, he was closer to 48. If I remember right, he was, he's right around my dad's age. And you know how, how young my dad looks. Mm -hmm. and that's fucking crazy. This is what he looks like. Do you remember without a paddle? Yeah. Do you remember yes. when they find D.B. Cooper at the end? Yeah. 
A hundred percent. And when, when he's like, you can wear these clothes. I've had them since the eighties. And he's wearing like old, like, like super tight. That's exactly what Goldie yeah. looks like. Yeah. You're not wrong. Yep. Uh, cause he, I mean, you've heard him talk. He barely, he can barely speak English. I mean, yeah. he's one of those guys like, Oh, he's speaking through a fucking pound of hair. Yeah. Well, it's funny because there's, you know, I hate it when guys show up here and then they start trying to act country. So they throw on some weird accent and it's usually kind of Southern and doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense. There is, there is like a blue collar rancher type Montana accent. That's mm-hmm. mostly found on the East side of the mountains. Okay. But there is some of those guys, those old school guys, uh, especially like uh, loggers, and that's what Gordy was for a long time. Mm-hmm. That have, there is a certain like cadence, you know. Um, there is an accent basically, but he's got that, and it's very backwoods. And uh, there's this other guy, JB, JB and Gordy. Now those are the two most Which fucking. JB. JB was uh, he was a bigger dude. Um, he probably would call you big dog when you walked in, <laughs> or uh, bald. No, he always mm-hmm. had he always had like an old school trucker cap on, like the the kind of had like a flat top, you know, with the the band yeah, around the front. It's been so long. There was a couple of those guys. Anyway, he was hard to understand, also. Yeah, and especially when because JB would drink whiskey and Gordy was just fucking hammered all the time. And did, so when they were both on the sauce. Did he drink black velvet? Because there's yes. one of those. Nah, okay, yep. I know what you're talking about. Yep, he was, yeah, he also tried to cock block me. For yeah, no I reason. bet he did for I bet no he reason. Did. Um, <laughs> but there was nights where it would be. Those two on the opposite, because that's like a U-shaped bar, right? So they're at like the corners. And uh, then there's this other guy, Eric, that I really like, but he he would get fucking shithouse drunk and get kind of aggressive, but it was funny, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, just talk shit to everybody, and it was hilarious. I get along with that guy really well. He just He would go on, you get him drunk, and he just goes on these long alien rants that were just, it would kill time for me on a slow night, you know? It was great. Um, but he, he had a hard time understanding either of those two and I'm there all the time. And mm-hmm. so I'm sitting there translating fucking <laughs> to this guy. He's like, what the fuck did he just say? And I'm like, hold on. You blah, 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 and just fucking translate. And dude, it was, yeah, those were, those were some nights. just had him start texting. But those two, those two that you can't fucking understand. Yeah, that would actually have been more tougher to get. <laughs> that Google you couldn't Translate. understand were the quickest ones to like try and cock block somebody on a chick that they had no chance with and was also 30 years younger than them. There's one last one too, and it ties into something else I, I want to start doing again. Uh, I would go to the bar and like, especially like if I, if the bartender is like someone that I'm like exclusive with at the time, like I'm not trying to hit on chicks. I'm just throwing out people around me yeah. and hoping that she gets off early enough to, you know, to go home. Otherwise I'd go home, wait for her to get off. But I'd go sit down. There was a dude that was like a metalhead, a younger guy. So he's probably realistically late thirties, early forties, maybe. And I think he was from the Bay area. And, uh, but he would like, be like, Oh, like you like, like, punk rock metal and they're like yeah yeah i do you know he's like have you heard this band heard that band the thing i used to do was i'm like oh yeah i got this music yeah i, I described like a random band to where they'd be like drunk dude like yeah sounds great I'm like, let me see your phone real quick you have spotify and he's like yeah yeah and i'm like i'm gonna add him real quick so you can listen to him on the drive home and he'd be like fuck yeah dude and i just add our podcast nice and then you know how many girls would hit on me and i'm like listen how about this i'll give you my number and if you want to hit me up like it's all in your way i'm not gonna be hitting you up you know you can hit me up if you want to it's your choice they'd be like all right i'm like give me your phone and i just go on every fucking app that had podcasts and like us fuck yeah so we got some we got some followers that have no idea but uh that guy that guy uh, was like cool as shit to me and then literally found out later on that he was like, dude, I'll fucking fight your boyfriend. I don't give a fuck. He's a, he's a fucking piece of shit. Like, <laughs> you deserve better. I'd come in and he'd be like, hey. And it's like, fuck you, dude. Like, uh. Maybe he was jealous of her. You know what the worst one was? Is when my, uh, my son's mom bartended. Uh, there was a, she would come home and tell me horror stories from like her first couple weeks of bartending because yeah. she's like, she's not that, like, a, a, it's, dealing with rough people makes her scared 
for sure. And so she would tell me some things, but there was one guy specifically who let's just say maybe stab somebody. That guy, okay. uh, uh, her first week was uh, was like, hey, like you want to hang out? She's like, I'm married and have a kid. And she goes, oh, you, he goes, you have a kid? Your kid like fishing? I'll take your boy fishing. And she came home pissed off and told me that. It's like, how much of a dirtbag do you got to be for, for a girl to say, I'm yeah. married and have a child? And he goes, oh, fuck that. I'll, I'll, I'll do some dad shit with your kid. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, that guy. That's real weird. That's Who's also still with another person that bartended at that bar. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. The, anywho. Anywho. <laughs> yeah, the bar scene in the Valley is... De- and plus, it just depends. That That's just the hole-in-wall bars. Mm-hmm. And then, like, fat boys... Like, imagine, like, being a bartender at Casey's because one of the chicks I was hanging out also bartended there, and she's, like, five foot two and had to start wearing cowboy boots because the amount of time that she had to stand on the bar and kick dudes and literally went to the hospital once because a dude shoved her on the ground and a beer bottle cut her leg and she had to go get stitches. Damn. Fighting dudes at Casey's. Yeah. That's yeah. fucking. That's fucking something. That would have never happened when my grandma ran it. Really, your grandma ran Casey's? Oh yeah, the OG. I didn't, I didn't know that since it was open. I've yeah. never been inside because the one time I, I I attempted to, I walked up and there was it was in the summer and it was the first year I was here and there was like four drunk t- uh, chads on the balcony and one dude was just yelling at everybody that walked by. And yep. one guy had enough self-respect to go, hey, fuck you. And that dude lost his shit, ran downstairs. <laughs> all the chats followed him and fought that dude on the sidewalk. Jesus. Just a guy who was walking by. And as soon as I saw that, I'm like, I'm here for a good time. I'm not here to go fucking fight everybody. Yeah, like, I'm so in, uninterested in any of that shit anymore, dude. I don't, I don't, I don't like clubs either. Yeah. That, like, I, I like to go sit down. It's a cool building. I've been in it twice since the takeover. Have you? And no. I grew up in that bar, like... Did you? Swamping it with my mom, 2 a.m., and fucking watching Gargoyles and shit. Oh, Gargoyles was the shit. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Mm-hmm. And then just won't go in there anymore. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah. Hurts the, hurts the heart. Hey, so I, uh, I watched a video this weekend, and I wanted to ask you two about it. Mm-hmm. So it was this kid in a gym, and uh, he was talking about semen retention. I just... Have you heard listen, No, but I was just listening to fighters talk about this. What? So, okay, so just to back up, like he was talking about, he's been, he, he kept referring to it like it was like a program, right? He's like, I've been on Bro semen science. retention for a year now. Like and, his test or something? Yeah, and he's like, these are all the gains I've made and blah, 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 blah. But it all seemed like very attainable things while you were like still coming every night, you know? Like, why are you, you know what I mean? I can still do that and have, like, a, have a life. That's what I'm saying. I can still fucking jizz and probably do that. Like, you, that's just working hard. So, like, that's that's uh, <laughs> that's winning an Oscar and being like, thank you, God. <laughs> oh, like, my you, you God. You did this shit, I know. Bro. You did it. <laughs> Drives me nuts. Like, give yourself the credit. Yeah. No, that's that's fucking hilarious because there's also because like for one there's not much science to be back to that that helps because testosterone boost is what they're asking for but also if you don't come for long enough time your body will start producing lower amounts of testosterone that's, and absorbing it that's what that was that's what i was thinking while i was watching this video i did, did no research i know that you guys are a little more versed in that whole world than i am um so that's why i wanted to bring it up to you but mm-hmm. it just didn't make any sense because i know i know like I don't know if you'll start producing estrogen because of it, but you'll start dropping your testosterone yeah. level. And it's 30 days and your body will start absorbing whatever you've been holding on to. Yeah. So like I imagine that the, the idea that the concept that they're working under is that like I'm, I'm keeping this testosterone inside my body. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to just keep reusing it. Yeah. But it's just, I don't know. It's just so goofy. Have like you ever seen animal? a monk, like a monk that you thought was like, that guy's got a lot of testosterone. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I yeah. don't understand. Yeah, that's that's fucking hilarious. <sighs> that, that's some uh, bro science shit, dude. 
I mean, my thinking reverts back to Eddie Hall with his powerlifting. Who's and, a fucking beast. I love yeah, Eddie Hall. I don't like him, but he... I can. There's t- a documentary. You got to watch him where you actually see what he's like day-to-day as a regular person. Yeah. You watch that, because I didn't like him at first either, and I watched his documentary. He's a really cool guy. He, I'm they, a Half-Thor fan. I like Half-Thor. So okay. when, when they right. fought, that was fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Did you watch that? Uh, no, nah, I didn't watch it. I heard about it. But uh, that documentary is based on um, Eddie uh, on the road to breaking the deadlift world record. Mm-hmm. And he beat it, and uh, they he dropped the weight. They didn't count it. He he actually had it in that certain contest. You're supposed to set it down, and not drop it. Yeah. So he locked out, held it for a couple seconds, world record, and it's then dropped it. They didn't count it. And he had to like go back, but bleeding out of his nose and shit. Oh, yeah. Damn. I watched that that lift. But yeah. Then half Thor comes back around without even doing a sponsorship event and mm-hmm. lifts. I think five more pounds than Eddie Hall did six months later. Which is crazy because you can five pounds is and not a lot, but the at height that level, difference between Eddie Hall mm-hmm. and Half Thor is yeah, substantial. Yeah. So. By the way, in case any of you guys are wondering who he's talking about, Half Thor is uh, also the mountain, the mountain, the mountain. Yeah, yeah. big motherfucker. Have you seen him spar uh, Conor McGregor? No. What? That was hilarious. Yeah, you can look it up real quick. Uh, Conor looks so goddamn small next to him, and you know what's funny is he can't grab him. Connor, he literally is just dancing as hard as he can in movement and shit, and it's super hard for him to like touch him. But yeah, Connor fucking gets on the uh, on the mats with him. Damn, mm-hmm. that's crazy. Yeah. By the way, uh, they're talking about walking Connor back into the UFC for a title shot. Really? He's not even in the pool. Uh, you have to uh, be USADA tested for six months before they can compete. Look at this. Yeah, so we're watching right now. This tiny little Connor McGregor. And, he looks uh, and the so mountain, tiny. and literally, you can see you can see his hands. All he wants to do is reach out and grab him. And Connor's just moving, moving, moving. Boom, boom, taps him in the gut. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, oh, got a piece of him. You're never. Damn, how tall are they? Oh, Connor went for a back take. Uh, Connor is, I think, my height. I think he's five ten, five nine. I thought he was five six. Well, no, I think he's bigger than that. Okay. He's just real skinny. And um, half or six, six ten. And he's well over 300. He was, what, 340, 350? I think uh, his maximum when he was really lifting and eating all them calories, yeah, he was up there. But now, Mm -hmm. since he's cut, he's 280. That's insane. He's just gigantic. He's a big man. Fuck yeah. But that's the one thing you learn when you start getting more and more into martial arts is like, you can't test anybody. Like you look at like if you didn't know Connor and you saw a guy that big go against him, like Connor could beat him as long as he stays with the you know, keeps the range and doesn't let him grab him. Plus, it kicks your body's ass walking around with that much weight and like how much of a gas tank does he have? Well, like much, how long? How much of a height difference though has to yep. be hard because you got to change your swing angles and oh yeah, I mean, well, especially for for Connor being a striker. Well, his thing though is is if he dances long enough and lets the other guy swing, how long before that guy gasses? Because mm-hmm. then the, the tables completely turn. Yeah, if you're you see, tired, you can't hit shit. You've seen that in every one of his losses. Yeah, that's the thing too is he doesn't have much of a gas tank. He's, he's if he doesn't put you away by round two, usually he doesn't ever win. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're getting ready to bring him back in for a title shot. He hasn't won a fight since like 2018. That's crazy. All losses uh, since he fought Cowboy. and But he, every time, millions and millions of, of pay-per-view buys. And he has the last like three records uh, for the highest pay-per-view sales for a fight in the UFC all involve him in the main event. Bet those guys both come, though. Uh, oh, he does, for what sure. Were, what were you going to bring up, Eddie Hall? Well, anyways, he had to have uh, sex a certain amount of time throughout his daily regimen to be able to ascertain his game, you know. That's a gr- So it's not like... I mean, listen, I'm training, okay? okay? I need you to help me out here. 
Uh, it just sounds like that guy really has like a way around his wife. Figure what's going it out. on? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she might not be the smartest woman around, but she's like, listen, that, that those, those lists pay the bills. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Fucking it. Yeah, yeah I couldn't figure that shit out. I thought that was just the weirdest fucking thing I'd heard. I could. First of all, what's up with that guy's lips? Uh, second of all, let's <laughs> say <laughs> Andrea. <laughs> uh, I could never do that, man. I've I've tried and like. They're talking about going months. Why would you without try? busting one? It mm. just seems like your quality of life would drop. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. your cortisol levels are spiking and shit. You're all stressed out. All the time. Listen, yeah. man, it makes me happy. Why would yeah. I not do a thing that makes me happy? God, <laughs> God don't mean everybody needs to be happy, right? Like <laughs> Jesus watching you touch it, right? Every time you beat your dick, a puppy dies. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about it. There's oh, a lot of man. there's a lot of strays out there. There bro. it is. Yeah, <laughs> just hey, doing my job. Speaking of weird religious subjects, have you noticed the up... And now, for some reason, everywhere I live ends up having the the no abortion people with the signs on the road, right? Mm-hmm. But have you seen the... Have you noticed an uptick? Because I'm seeing them all over now. Uh, so you drive was, through Whitefish more than I do. I no, not... No. Whitefish has always had the same ones. Mm-hmm. Kalispell, Columbia Falls now. I'm seeing mm-hmm. kids involved. Uh, in Kalispell... Uh, where that uh, that intersection is between next the, to China China Buffet, yeah, yeah right yeah. there. They had every corner, every corner, every corner. Kids and old people a couple times, but yeah, yeah. that's just weird. Don't bring your kids into it. While I was getting ready to leave, I literally was watching cars park and full families with signs walking out of their cars to the intersections. There was like 20, 30 people. That shit's weird. So what's going on is on the Montana state ballot is there's a bill. Mm-hmm. Um, so even if it was a planned abortion or anything at the point of birth, if it has a heartbeat, it goes straight into the operating room. You do not get the last few seconds with your child, no matter what happens. So that's why there's an uptick. Hmm. So you're saying like, uh, if there's, if there's a health issue, the baby's going to die, they know it's going to die, but mm-hmm. they have to try and do life-saving measures yeah. rather than handing you can't have the, the last <sighs> few minutes with your baby. They have to do the best they can to save it. Come on, man. You've got to see why that's fucked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Try and arrange a baptism, like oh whatever your religious belief, that's, you know, that huh. should be the family's remaining minutes. 100%. Yeah. yeah. If you yeah. made it that far, what a and that's moment. This, yeah. That's that's fucked up. And we we try not to get very political on this and we don't want to divide our fucking listeners and shit, but like But we can talk from like a human perspective. hundred percent fucked up. hundred yeah. and what really gets me is these people that are so against abortion are not out there adopting kids. Right. We've got maybe little, some of them are. You know, you can't like but Okay, a hundred percent. But yeah. like you would think that the majority of those people would be trying to take care of the, the parentless children that are here right now yeah. that are alive and that are, that are I mean, they, the number one cause of males going to prison is not having a father and let alone not having both parents. We, 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 they make movies about this shit, about how horrible and hard it can be to be a child that is an orphan in this country and no one gives a shit. Mm-hmm. Which also, the other side of that is these people like fucking uh, Nick Cannon and... Oh. Uh, I mean, even Elon. I think Elon's made too many fucking kids at this point. Like, I thought he only has one. No, he's oh, got like no. eight kids. What? Yeah, I thought it was thirteen. I didn't know. Yeah, Google it. He's <laughs> got a, he's got a fucking bunch of kids. I didn't know that at all. And they're with with different women because I think he only had one or two with Grimes. T- ten. Ten. Ten kids. That's too many, dude. I think that like honestly, like one thing that China has right, you're allowed to have two. That's it. That's it. Oh, I just watched a mini doc on this though. Um, in Japan, because of the uh, the female child law they had forever, uh, they're having a huge fucking problem because now they have only men, mm-hmm. no one's dating. 
plus with VR, they're literally working twenty four seven, and they go home, they throw VR on, they 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 jerk off to porn. They're like they're like forty year old children now, and they're having these uh these big meetings, and it's only the parents, the kids don't come in the parks. And I've seen videos of it on like Vice and shit, and it might have been a little older because Vice was still cool. And uh, but it's the parents. These elderly parents are setting up booths and parks, and they have these long strings. And uh, hanging from them are uh, laminated pieces of paper that is the resumes of their kid, um, everything they've accomplished, their health, all that stuff. And the the ones that actually have daughters walk through and take their pick. These elderly parents just want to have grandkids. And meanwhile, their boys are at home, like jerking off to like hentai and like yeah. playing video games, and they're perpetual children. That's crazy. And by the way, I don't know that the comment that I made about China was actually correct. If you're only allowed <laughs> to have to, but that's what my stupid monkey brain remembers. So, <laughs> Also, tying into that, the last thing was uh, I watched um, Elon was asked this question. And it was like, what do we do about the population problem? And he goes, w- w- in, in what side? And he goes, we have too many people. And he goes, no, we don't. And it got weird. And he goes, listen, if you track the data, we have a, we are actually in a population decline right now. And he says, it's funny, but he says the way you can track it the easiest is this ever the yearly sale of adult diapers to ch- uh, children's diapers. That's interesting. And literally, we are selling less and less baby diapers worldwide and more and more depends and literally, it has to do with the fact we have we aren't having as many children. And then that's when I started getting the updates on Japan and stuff like that. And the fact that they're not having any kids right now. And they're trying to figure out how to, how to bounce back from it. Because we don't notice as much now. But once our generation gets old, what happened in our generation with having less kids is going to be more evident. I just I don't understand why that's an issue. Like I I do think that I'm we have too many it. fucking people. I'm all for it. Yeah, I've been saying we need a plague forever. I just kind of kept my mouth <laughs> shut during quarantine. And we got a stupid <laughs> one. We got a stupid one. We just made a bunch of dickheads. <laughs> but I mean, come on, dude. Uh, how is it the same people that are like my body, my choice? They're like you're gonna put this experimental shit that they are admitted to that doesn't fucking stop the spread, or you're an asshole. My bad. Sorry. <laughs> my body, my choice. I'm pro choice. I mean, so you know. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen, uh, Rogan talked about it too, the fact that um, a lot of the uh, like the Tinder sites in LA, because his friends that are single that are comics are talking about it, uh, a bunch of the women are posting like uh, that they're only looking for uh, unvaxxed men because they want unvaxxed jizz. Yeah, I I've seen memes on it, yeah. but it was like when I finally saw that because like, uh, they're having birth defect issues. Yeah. And then the fact that uh, the, the high school athletes uh, dying on the field. Yeah. I saw a video compilation of that. Uh, it's heart problems. Literally, high school athletes they forced to get uh, to get the shot, regardless of how you feel about that. But they got it so they could play sports their senior year. And literally, like the soccer thing that's been happening for years, they're just running on the field and then boom and dropping dead. And it's like seventeen-year-old studs are dying of heart failure. Yeah, that shit's crazy. I did the same thing. I got it. Died of heart failure? No, no. Glad getting, you have a back, buddy. Getting, getting, the the shot. <laughs> getting the shot. So I could go do shit because yeah. I was, we had Slipknot playing. Yeah, you travel a lot. For sure. All that kind of shit. Yeah. So it was like worth it. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to start selling jizz. We're not, we're not going to be on semen retention because there's money to be made, motherfucker. See how we come full circle? <laughs> By the way, I've got plenty for sale. <laughs> uh, so, hey, I had a, a thought this, I can't remember exactly how we got on this conversation. Because of the amount of games in the NFL. Yeah. Okay, and, so we were talking about CTE. Yeah. And uh the correlation between like the amount of games that hockey players play versus mm-hmm. NFL players. Um I I I am inclined to feel like because of like uh the way that people tackle in the NFL there's more head contact more frequently, mm-hmm. but there is less games. Um but I wanted to know 
kind of what the ratio was between um, NHL players with CTE and NFL players with CTE. Uh, okay, so it has been. It is very evident in hockey, uh, but they label it as something else. Mm-hmm. Um, they have. Well, it's a so, weird thing because you can't technically completely label it until you're dead. Like exactly, you can't actually so it's, study it. it's a it's a grouping of symptoms. Yeah, and and, and guessing. But uh, Ice Guardians, and there's one other one um, where it talks about uh, where Knuckles Nyland, uh Colton, you know Knuckles, right, from Montreal. One of the one of the most gnarliest. Look him up when you get a chance. Uh, Knuckles Nylon, one of the most badass enforcers of all time, was on Montreal forever, um, and then he ended up being a drug addict when he got out. It was actually a really sad story because um, uh, the coach he had like brought him on as an enforcer and would set him on the ice to fight, and he loved it forever. And then it, he got to a point where he was old enough to be like, I want to play fucking hockey. And they had a new coach come to Montreal, and it was like, Knuckles, come here. Listen, like, we're going to set up a one-timer, and you're going to get the puck. And he's just like, are you fucking kidding me? Mm-hmm. And he's like, yeah. He's like, you're going to be close. It's going to be rough, but you know, push that shit in. And he ended up getting goals. They fired that coach, a new one came in, and uh, they were getting ready to run plays. And he's like, gets up, and he's like, what the fuck are you doing? And they sent his ass back to the bench. He was like, you're here to fight. Don't fucking forget it. And it, it fucked him up, and he ended up being a drug addict afterwards. And he's, he's been saved now from all that shit. But... They labeled it as missing playing. These guys get they get out. They miss playing so much. It just makes them go crazy. And there's so many stories of it. And you realize it's, it's fucking CTE because it, uh, they're they're talking about it a lot more in football now. And I, I just listened to another interview of somebody. I think it was, I think it was Shab talking about it. So take it for what you can. But um, it's more of uh, continue. Well, I mean, oh no, it was Steve. It was Steve. <laughs> okay, Shab yeah, was yeah. there, but he said it's uh, his issue is the same. Um, it's it's the continuous small hits. The big ones don't make the biggest damage. It's the it's the habitual thing. Mm-hmm. And he because they were talking about him breaking bottles on his head and shit. He goes, no, no, no. That's not what I'm worried about. I had a thing for a while when I was doing my tours. I'd walk on stage with a uh, was this a, on uh, your mom's house? Yeah, yeah. yeah. with a thirty rack of uh, a Budweiser. He goes. I'd fucking beat one on my head to an open. I'd drink that. I'd throw some out there and I'd end the same way. And he goes, I'd go home with headaches. But the days where I smacked my dome pretty hard, it wasn't the same. And he's like, that's the shit I'm worried about. Yeah, because he's talking about hundreds of small, small impacts. Yeah. 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 I didn't think, I I wasn't factoring in like hockey fights. Like that's definitely a whole nother. Well, the down situation. and back thing we talked about in basketball that yeah. doesn't happen in football. Mm-hmm. The plays last longer. Down and back, down and back, hit, yeah. hit, hitting the corner, getting smashed into the glass, and then pushing off, making plays in the puck over and over and over again, smacking the boards. Mm-hmm. Flipping around, skating backwards. Yep. You have stats on it? Yeah. All right, um, what do we got? So the NFL only came up with one stat from last year, and it was uh, 1,696 cases. Or players, sorry. There's that many Total pro, players. Okay. pro professional on, a, on the final players. roster yeah. for 32 teams. So 20, 224 reports comes out at 7.6%. NHL was 640 active players, um, 74.3 players a year. So it comes out at 8.9. Okay, interesting. Now, I will say interesting. this. From a point of view of someone who has been in a situation where I was surrounded with people with uh, PTSD and TBI, those are only the people that are so fucked up they're willing to come forward. Um, at least, you know, 10 years ago when I was in the army, uh, I knew plenty of people. I slept in the same tents with them and they'd wake up in the middle of the night and do crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Those people didn't go in mm-hmm. because you had to worry about being kicked out or being, you know, we, we called it going to see the wizard. And it was like, yo, you go see the wizard. Like, we were told, coming back from deployment, like, when you go in there, you lie. Mm-hmm. Or you will get kicked the fuck out. You you admit to having TBI or anything like that, you're fucking out. And I, I'm not saying it's the same thing, 
but that's got to be somewhat relative because they're making so much money. They gain a lifestyle that's based on the amount of money they're bringing in. Plus, like, let's just say you weren't the popular kid in college, but you were really fucking good at hockey for the first time. Everyone loves you, all mm-hmm. that shit. And it's like, what's the trade-off? Is mm-hmm. it worth keeping your mouth shut and continuing to live this life? Yeah. So that's just the people who have came forward and probably asked for help. Yeah. Well, and here's the other thing I'd like to see statistically. So oh, wait, hockey and football. I'm not just saying hockey. How many... Um, how many men are on an active roster in hockey? Five lines. Six forty. Huh? Six six hundred and forty. But that's no per team. Oh, fifty. There's and that 50. and that really. Um, We're talking about cases too. Fifty of them travel. Yeah, that right? goes their farm teams. Yeah. Okay. Like, so for the Bruins, it'd be the Providence Bruins. So just for it's like twenty five, right? It's five lines. It's five lines, right? Four. Four lines. Five. Two defensemen. There's two lines on defenseman line. Left wing, right wing, center. Two defensemen. So that's five. So plus two goalies. I can't do math. It's somewhere around twenty-five to thirty. Okay. So I'd 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 be curious to find out just from a statistical standpoint, because on an NFL roster, there's there's fifty-two men. They they do travel, um, but most of those guys are not playing. So mm-hmm. there's eleven guys on the field at a time two sides so there's 22 plus special teams and which could be anywhere from say three or four so let's call it there's like roughly about 20 yeah about 25 26 guys yeah playing a week but then there's another 25 26 guys sitting on the sideline the whole mm-hmm. time and never go in and throughout yeah. the season probably most of those guys never go in so there's like a little bit of a um the numbers are a little bit padded i think on those yeah. on those teams so i would be interested to see like how many guys are actually like making plays or you know on the field for for a football team versus how many guys are actively playing in nhl you know what i mean yeah it muddies the water that's it's a hard tough. one i it's wish tough. we could actually have realistic numbers like that because the mean, number it, it, the reflection of what he just said when it comes mm-hmm. to the cases would be vastly different it's, it's very close though that's crazy yeah um, and the nf nhl has been tracking it for a whole lot longer so they had yeah. a, a bigger median yeah. too so mm-hmm. it was like that was the greater median. Mm-hmm. Um, it was 72.5 on mm-hmm. the lesser end. But Yeah, well, that's interesting. It's interesting to see the numbers. It's, I guess we got on this conversation because the NFL is adding, Amazon. well, Amazon specifically is adding a Black Friday game, yep. which I'm just not a fan of adding extra games in the NFL. It just doesn't, there's... The 15 games then? There's well, there's seven as of as of last season. There's 17 regular really? season games. Yeah, fuck man. And it was 16 I'm for a long time. That. Um, and that do, that doesn't actually add a week. It's just another short short week game. Hmm. So, and I know, like coming from your guys' perspective, being hockey fans, like you guys are playing back to back games all the time, and that's that's like a standard About thing. Three a week, sometimes four, but. Uh, football team is playing once a week, and if they're if they're the, scheduled the on week. a yeah if they're if they're scheduled on a Sunday one week, and then the ne- their next scheduled game is on Thursday, that's a really short turnaround as far as like practice time, healing, whatever else you know. Um, so that's I think how we got on that conversation was like I was like that's just that's just another cause like Thursday night football has been getting shit on since it mm-hmm. since its inception for that same reason. It's like that's another short turnaround. That's it's a higher likelihood of injuring players this year fuck man the football has been weird i mean how so i am zero six in my fantasy league with a killer roster because <laughs> i like all it's these the players goes, that buddy. should be fucking slaying are getting injured like high level elite athletes are just season ending injuries beginning of the season that's insane consistently they, they're just raking in the money and finally got their spot and then 
there's something they to get that. A little broken pinky toe. Well, but a lot of it's like uh, massive knee injuries or um, you know uh, hamstrings and, and shit like that. You can't avoid it. Ham- I mean, tape it up. Yeah. Hamstring stuff is one thing. Um, <laughs> apparently, nice Russell Wilson's that. gonna be fine because he has Wolverine blood or something. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's just it's a it's an interesting thing to look at, and I mean you can't even bring UFC into this conversation because those guys, holy shit. Yeah, but they they fight. The average is twice a year, and they're all. But it's all at their but head. They're all <laughs> not true. Not true. Not all uh, the head, way it's I mean, done. But the problem is with that is uh, the amount of lying they do with injuries. Uh, almost every fight you see, someone's injured already walking in. And nowadays, uh, it's a little bit different. Um, I know Max Holloway at one point stopped sparring all the way a hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Didn't spar at all, and he would play the UFC video game. Yeah, that's interesting. He had a lot of pads, um, but uh, a lot of guys aren't sparring the same way. Versus, man, you go back in the day when it yeah, was team quest. You could still the- get a concussion while you're sparring. I oh mean, yeah, if you're if you're going yeah. hard at it, you you know you might fight on the stage once a year, but mm-hmm. you're still you got that risk all year long. Well, with uh, I was saying back in the day with uh, Team Quest, Team Alpha Male, the Black Zillions, um, I mean American Top Team. Back in the day, like it was not uncommon for a fighter who was in a fight camp for six weeks to get knocked out at least once in training, or knocked out the in the last sparring section, like the session, like the beginning of the week of a fight. Damn. So that was very common, and that's why we're seeing a lot of these guys deteriorate the way they are. People are getting smarter with training now um, with that. And, uh, yeah, it sucks, man. I'm seeing a lot of guys retire right now, and I'm seeing a lot of guys that aren't retiring. And it's like, buddy, like Nate Diaz. I've been fighting it back to love him so much, but the last couple of times I've seen him talk, it's like, man, like he's always had a speech impediment. You can't understand what the fuck he's saying, man. And there's a lot of guys. I mean, uh, Tony Ferguson, that guy's got more heart than anybody. And I've seen him beat so much that his brain was turning off and on, but he was still on his feet. And literally at one point he got hit so hard he had like a mini seizure and was like it looked like he was like trying to defend and he realized his hands are just not they're doing something on their own and his eyes rolled back and he's still on his feet and luckily the ref stepped in and was like okay he's not gonna get knocked all the way out but he's he's knocked out he's done he's done uh, but yeah man it, it, it's just hard to tell dude with 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 the, with the sports because for one like I said you have to come forward um, you can't tell until they die because you know, we know that because of Junior Seau shot himself in the chest to preserve his brain but i don't know man i'm actually one with the football thing too because uh i'm hearing about a decline in high school football yeah the parents are more aware and i mean you can have high school kids that have multiple concussions mm-hmm. and then you know 20 years later having issues and they never even make it to get paid to play football it's yeah. just something they did in their youth yeah there's things that are like starting you can see that there's like a, a dynamic change that like they're taking it more seriously to some degree um the the NFL is not doing a Pro Bowl game this year. I don't know if this is directly connected to CTE, but I have to think it's had to have played a factor. They're doing flag football and a skills competition. I like the skills competitions. Yeah, I like. I that. like it a lot. It's super. I think fun. it's really cool. I'm I think about it's, that. it's awesome to see the guys standing next to each other in their jerseys with no pads. Yeah. and being competitive, but also like the camaraderie, kind of showing off, but having fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah I like that fun. quite a bit. I mean, we've had it in in the NHL forever. Yeah, I, I think that shit's awesome. I think it's good for the sport, uh, regardless of the sport. Yeah. The other thing they're doing is like the guardian helmets, the the pads that go over the top of the the regular football helmet. So like in in practice, not in game, but in mm-hmm. practice, they're 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 less likely to there's more cushion mm-hmm. there, you know? It's so like things like that. Like you got to have, it looks goofy as fuck, but it doesn't matter if you can still fucking talk you, and walk you when you're 60. can make that money longer. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's another um, thing too. I love the argument like, oh, like rugby is way tougher than American football. And it's like, 
uh, no. Uh, and they're like, well, they wear pads. I'm like, that's the fucking problem. Yeah. The fact that they wear pads and helmets means they hit each other hard. twice as fast and hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't be wrong. The, the 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 regular injuries you see in rugby, like dudes getting their sacks torn and mm-hmm. shit. Like, I've I, yeah, I, I've I've watched a couple of videos where I was like, oh my god. Yeah. But the large, Those huge guys are injuries, fuck, and they're. Mm-hmm. Beefy. Rugby oh, yeah. players are huge, man. A hundred percent. Volkanovsky right now uh, is uh, the one. Uh, God, he's not middleweight. He's one of the champions in the UFC right now, but he is like 5'7", and he's like 160, 170 pounds or something like that. But he's an ex-rugby player from New Zealand. And when he was playing rugby, he was over 200 pounds. Damn. He, he literally lost all that weight and got in the UFC and started fighting. That guy's tough as a coffin nail. Tough. Tough. Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm going to go into some wrecks here. Mm, you go first. I got to think. All right. So <laughs> I uh, I had myself a little uh, mushy brain uh, medicine Ooh, night. Nice. On, uh, on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Friday night. And I, I like to like, if I'm going to be at home and that's what I'm doing, and I'm not taking big doses of mushrooms. I'm just taking a yeah. little microdose. Um, but it's nice to like, you're in a position where you can like take information in in a different way, mm-hmm. you know? So I try and find a, a documentary that's interesting to me and, and try and learn something from it. And so I found a documentary on Netflix called a trip to infinity, which by the way, you have to watch it, but okay. you have to watch it in that frame of mind. I, Cause I think that it was made for that. Really? I think they made it for that. You got um, my attention really fucking good. So basically the whole concept is they brought in um some mathematicians some theoretical physicists um some other branches of scientists and basically the the idea they were talking about like is infinity a number is it a concept is it a place mm-hmm. you know like what what is infinity and how do we define it and is it real i mean can you even say you know what that is so like it started out with mathematicians really fucking interesting because the whole thing is like you know infinity is infinity it's, it yeah. is you know it's uh it's it's it is a concept it is a number and here's how we can find it quote unquote um it's it's not exactly definable but it also translates into all these other things um and so they talk talk to some theoretical physicists after that and they and they're talking about infinity as a more conceptual thing and like in relation to um travel like space travel um the the shape of the universe comes into play like very very fucking interesting shit it was really really good okay really well made one of the like nicest looking documentaries i've seen in a long time um and just laid out i mean the people everybody that was involved in it was so obsessive over this concept that they were just so happy to be talking about it Mm -hmm. you know it was uh it was really good so definitely watch a trip to infinity on netflix okay i'm definitely gonna do that yeah, I got some, uh, hypothetically, might have some microdose pills I'm going to try. Mm. They're super low dose. I already go low dose anyway. I push it every once in a while. Usually when I had a couple beers, I'll take a little more, but nowhere near as much as I used to. But uh, yeah, it, man, those, those, those one gram doses are yeah. somewhere around there. Those are so good for you. And I, I'm happy that we're starting to get to a social norm and look at this thing as a different in a, in a different way, and more yeah. and more people are getting into it. And it is so good for you, even even on the nights when I, when I do hypothetically partake. I got to keep saying because I have a fucking job that someone won't care. But uh, it's weird. I could have a bad day and then just set myself up to unwind and have my own time, do a little bit, and sometimes you forget that you did. And but the next day, I wake up so refreshed and optimistic and positive. 
and my next week is completely better. I'm able to handle situations differently from mm-hmm. a level head instead of just reaction, reaction, reaction. Because some things that a lot of us don't notice is that we're walking. If you if you if you look at stress as a one to ten scale, right? It what, what matters the most is what level you walk around at as your norm. Mm-hmm. And I dealt with this for years and years. And especially when I first met Chase, like he can tell you, I was a stressed out guy all the time. Well, when you walk around at a six. And a, and a level four stressor happens, you hit 10. Yeah. But if you're walking around at a level two all the time and a level four stressor, man, you're at six and you can handle that shit. Yeah. And I don't know if, it, if there's a direct correlation with cortisol levels or something like that, but it just makes me more of a loving, optimistic, willing to listen to someone else's point of view type of person. Yeah. And uh, I think everyone should give it a shot and, and just let go of these... It's, it's not the CIA fucking hippie in the '60s fucking shit. Yeah. You know, this is this is we get the chance to relook at something that's been around since the beginning of time. Mushrooms have been around since before we were, and have been in, like really important to numerous cultures throughout history. A hundred percent important. And did you know what the largest living thing on Earth is? It's a mushroom. Yeah, it is a mat of mushrooms that lives, and it's like over five hundred acres. And under the ground is this mat of mushrooms where all of it's connected. And it literally like puts nitrogen in the soil and causes other plants to grow there. And animals eat these things and animals flourish. And literally, the god of that area of the world is that mushroom mat. It controls everything. It, it, it makes things flourish. Communication like, between plants and all kinds of shit. Yeah. And they're trying to classify and not classify mushrooms as plants anymore. They're starting to classify mushrooms as animals. Interesting. They communicate. Interesting. Like they have sex, they communicate, and and they can do things that other plants can. And yeah, they're slowly like changing their classification. In the animal kingdom is as, as a living thing. Yeah, that's crazy. It's yeah. you know at least do your own research on it because it is it is a very like we can look at things in a different way. It's not just like let's get fucking ripped out of our heads and yeah yeah. yeah. And I mean, like we've seen it with MDMA as well. Uh, they're using it for veterans and other people with PTSD, and mm-hmm. it's absolutely helping. Um, one of the books I read that I. I uh, I recommended like a couple months ago, they took a bunch of cancer patients that were uh, like terminal and they took them to John Hopkins and gave them a super dose, which I don't recommend at all, but they did. And it was smoke weed with John Hopkins. (laughs) Johnny Hopkins. (laughs) Oh God. It was Johnny Hopkins and fucking Glenn Tettering. We used to blaze that shit up every day, every day. Uh, But no, um, it was the, the the level was, I think like 76% of them uh, were uh, their family said they were never the same and they were positive. And it was like a forty percent chance of their forty uh, percent like level of their body starting to fight back the cancer already at a terminal level. Yeah, incredible, mm-hmm. incredible. They have we we just we've been these things have been stigmatized really really bad, and we have to like drop we have to drop that and try to reset relook at these things. Uh, you got your ex? We can skip it. No, Sorry. no, if no, you got something. Yeah, go um, ahead. So, do you like the wheel of time or anything? I got a book rack. You know, I actually, I've had this recommended to me before by you and by Nick, I think. But no, I have not checked it out yet. Okay. Well, I got one better. It's a little bit more fast paced because wheel of time is drug out by 15, 16 books. So, the author of that um, was dying Mm -hmm. and he brought in Brandon Sanderson and Brandon Sanderson finished the rest of the wheel of time. But his... uh, trilogy mistborn trilogy super good um they have powers to move metals and use the metals and then it's just a street rat her name's ben is the main character overthrows the government lord ruler it's really great one um 
better than the last one I recommended. Yeah. Yes, that was a shot in the foot. <laughs> <laughs> Mistborn. I, I yeah. want to say that Nick might have talked about that also. Well, uh, excuse me, Whizbang. And uh, there's the first three, and then my brother read the, the fourth one, and he said it's a totally different story, totally mm. different thing. So just the first three is what I would recommend. Interesting. Okay. All right, I'll check that out. And then a lot of albums dropped in the past couple yeah. weeks. Uh, nothing More. Have you ever listened to Nothing More? A little bit. Yeah, Jenny, a little bit. Yeah. Their new album, I would say, is probably better than Lamb of God and Slipknot. Right on. Really? Damn. And it's not even hardcore stuff. So Yeah, they're a bit on the softer side. And Lorna Shore put out their new whole album. So I've only that. listened to the one song, but I've listened to it like like 50 times already. Yeah, so well, I need to get more from you. All three parts are out now. And to listen streamless or, you know, without it cutting off at the end. So to listen to all three parts was pretty cool. Yeah, fuck Hell yeah. yeah. I uh, uh, just started getting into Gojira. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. dude, they're great. So Imagine you set that on me. You saw them? Yeah, not fist. How were they? It was, it's awesome. Yeah? Really good. I had to stand in the fucking water line for it. <laughs> that was so LOL, Ren. That not fest was yeah. shit. Huh? Yeah, I've, I've seen some videos on that, and a lot of people weren't too pit, weren't too happy about it. Kajira's fucking awesome. I've been listening to those guys for a long time. Have you? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Preston sent them my way, and uh, I've listened to one album so far, and they remind me a lot of Mastodon. It's a mixture of Mastodon and Deftones. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's exactly what it reminds me of. Um, I kind of like them a little better than Deftones. Yeah. I really like a handful of Deftone songs, but I don't like a lot of the, the in-between songs on the albums. I don't want to call them filler songs. There's a lot of, a lot of people love Deftones. Yeah, I, a, I, I've seen them a couple times now. They're fucking great. I saw them with Mastodon one time, actually. Really? That's fucking cool shit. Mastodon's so fucking epic live, man. Yeah, I saw them with Mastodon and House and Chains. I got kicked out of that show. It was awesome. Fuck yeah. Those, <laughs> are, the be- those are the best ones. Those are the best ones. Oh, by the way, uh, yeah, I'm wearing my... Uh, my First ever piece of uh, Boston Bruins clothing I ever had. This is like a ten year old shirt. Um, we got our boy Colt over here wearing you know Tukes jersey. Uh, Chara finally uh, retired. Longest standing NHL captain of all time. Longest standing Bruins captain of all time. Bad motherfucker. Did a bunch for his community. That guy raised up the uh, um, NHL players that are now stars. I mean, like the amount of fighting he did. Just like they would give him these stars in the team. Like you're gonna stick next to Z, and like that's the cap. And they'd be like okay like nervous but like not realizing like this guy will die for you on the ice and like he might be hard on you in practices but yeah. literally watched him get his job broken in yeah. the playoffs that's when i started watching that that was when yeah that was one of the I, i've seen him do things like that but when he did that so late in his career uh slap shot to the mouth right yep took a puck to the mouth shattered his jaw Fuck, they wired right. his jaw shut and they added an extra piece of plastic to his helmet and he came right back and finished the playoffs and literally knowing that if he takes one hit one hit to the face that could be have a bad time you could never speak the same for the rest of his life damn the amount of blood and 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 just soul that guy left on the ice um hats off when i'm not even talking hockey i'm talking as an athlete uh there will never be another zazino chara that's fucking crazy man i mean not only that like you look at his career for one he's, he's got a cup and the boston hadn't won a cup in forever and, uh, I mean, he set the record for fastest slap shot, and the only person to ever beat it, as far as I know, is Chara. Yeah. He beat his own, and it was 108.8 miles an hour, and that puck weighs more than a baseball. 108.8 miles an hour on Frozen skates. 
frozen piece of rubber. Yeah, yep. that's fucking vulcanized gnarly. rubber. Um, yeah, he has done. I mean, the amount of times he's been to the Stanley Cup playoffs, and like when they lost years and years in a row, and still like just dragging his team on. We can fucking do this. Like keep pushing. So he he walked away and did the puck drop this week and. Just got to do, I yeah, got to do the, the shout out to Big Z. Hell yeah. All right. Well, that has been Strange mm-hmm. Range for this week. Uh, we will be back with you. Same strange time, strange, strange channel. Oh, yeah. Uh, check out week. the YouTube page. Like and subscribe. Check out our videos. More and more coming out right now, as well as the website, strangeboys.com. We've mm-hmm. got killer merch out there for uh, mm-hmm. all you strange men and women out there, ladies and gents. Mm-hmm. I'd still buy the fucking leggings. By the way, we, fucking leggings. We're not even making a bunch of money. We just want just chicks want walking around. Our, we just want hot asses in our leggings, yeah. okay? And they're fucking rad. I made those for you. Yeah. For you. All right? <laughs> <laughs> All right, stay strange. Yeah. Woo! Nice episode, boys. Yeah, right here. <laughs> okay, we missed. It was there. <laughs> Super white. Yeah.